0: Okay, people, so let us get this week's Echo Chamber off and running. Right, we have four films for you, people, but as we do, we will start off with the UK box office top 10 for the weekend of the 8th to the 10th of April. Okay, so at number 10, it is Sing To from Gareth Jennings. Right? He wrote and directed it. It's got voice acting from Matthew McConaughey, Reese Witherspoon, Scarlett Johansson, Tori Kelly, Taron Egerton, Nick Kroll, and more. At number 9, it's the worst person in the world from Wakim Trier, who co wrote with Eskel Vault, Renata Rensviv, Anders Denison Lee, Maria Gazzia Di mayo and cast. Um, and it's meant to be a good film from all I hear. The number Eight film is the new Michael Bay joint Ambulance from Chris Vedek, Lattice Munch Peterson, and Lars Andreas Pedersen, starring Ezra Gonzalez, Jake Gillenhill, Devan Chandler Long, Garrett Dillahont. And Yaya Abdul-Mattison II. So our number seven joint is The Outfit. This is a new film from Graham Moore, who co-wrote with Jonathan McCain. Sorry, Mark Rylance, Zoe Douche, Dylan O'Brien, Johnny Flynn. And uh, Chedu Agbra, okay, so that means our number six film of the week, still up there in the top ten people. It is a Ruben Fleischer's adaptation of the Uncharted video game, right? It is written by Matt Holloway. Rafe Judkins and Art Markham starring Tom Holland, Sophia Ali, Mark Wahlberg, Tati Gabrielle, Antonio Badiras, Patricia Meaden and Sarah Patrick. So let us get into our top five and number five this week is Matt Reeves' Reinvention of The Batman. Reeves co-wrote with Peter Craig and Bill Finger. Robert Patterson is Bruce Wayne, Batman in this iteration. Um, We have got Zoe Cravats as Selina Kyle, Catwoman. Jeffrey Wright is Lieutenant James Gordon. Colin Farrell is Oz, Paul Dano, the Riddler. John Tarumo is Carmen Falcon, and Andy Serkis is Alfred so our number four film it is Morbius so another comic book adaptation Um, this is from Daniel Espinosa it is written by Matt Susama but glass and um, you know, it's adap- an adaptation of the Roy Thomas character comic books, right? Jared Leto is Dr. Michael Morbius, Michael Keaton is in the film, Adria Agiono is um, she's there, Jared Harris, Matt Smith, Tyrese Gibson yeah so our number three film it's the bad guys right this is from director Pierre um written by Ethan Cohen and Yoni Brenner and it's based on the um books by Aaron Blabel so we have Sam Rockwell, Mark Maron, Aquafina, Craig Robinson, Anthony Ramos, Richard Ayaedo, Zazie Beats, you know, all throwing their voices into the mix. So our number two is another video game adaptation. It's Sonic the Hedgehog 2. This is from Jeff Fowler. Um, and it is written by Josh Miller, Sean Whittingham, and Pat Casey. you got Ben Swartz, Idris Elba, uh, Colin O'Shunzi, Jim Carrey, James Madison, Tika Sumter, Natasha Rothwell, Shamar Moore, Adam Pally, Lee Majubi. All right and so our number one film of the week people you knew it was gonna happen it is david Yates' fantastic beats fantastic beats fantastic beasts the secrets of dumbledore all right so we have got um Mads Mikkelsen, Ezra Miller, Catherine Walderson, Jude Law, Eddie Raymond Redman, Allison Subdool. And it is from, you know, based on, right, JK Rowling's book. And she also did a screenplay with Steve Close. So that is. Right, that's our top ten people. So, four films. Are you ready? Are you ready? All right, let's get it popping. Okay, people, let's get things popping with Yaksha Ruthless Operations. Okay, people. So we have a new action thriller on netflix called yaksha ruthless operations uh it is directed by hyon na right um who also wrote it i believe yeah the the writing information is a bit limited <laughs> but yeah i believe he also wrote the film um it is produced by... God damn it. It's weird, man. Like, not a lot of... Yeah, for some reason, I don't even know. There is not a lot of information on this foreign film. Um. So, yeah, actually, we do not have the product who produced... Cinematography, any of that? I can tell you the cast. <laughs> we have that information, um, at least. Okay, so um, where we go. Soul Kung Yu plays Ji Kang In, um, and that's the head of the Shanghai. NIS we have Park Hae-soo who plays Han Ji-hoon um and he's a prosecutor right he works for the uh, district office uh, there is Hiroki Ikuchai who plays Ozawa um he's a japanese spy uh, we have Yang Dong Zhan, who plays Chief Hong. Li L, who plays He Won. Um, Song Jae Rim. Uh, she plays Jae Gu, Jin Yong as Jae Yong Dai. Um, Who's another part of the Black Ox team? There's Lee Su yong who plays Mon Zhuyan. Uh, There's King Coin, who plays Yum Jung Wan, uh, director of the NIS. Jin Song young who plays Ryom Hee um yeah another intelligence officer and Choi Wong-yong who plays Lee Chang-young uh who's the president of a bank right into some shady shit Okay, so that's the cast. Now, the gist of the story is this. A silent battlefield of spies as the center of Asia. Um, Kang In, the director of National Intelligence Services overseas branch, leads his black team with the best agents in carrying out covert missions. Kang In is notorious for mercilessly taking any meat means possible to get what he wants, earning himself the nickname Yaksha, a human devouring spirit. One day, Ji Hong arrives as a prosecutor to investigate black team. And even with their ignorance, he finds out that their real mission concerns a case that can shake up the whole continent. Soon enough, Kangin needs to use all his resources, even Zhai Hoon, to find his way deeper into the case. So, yes. Now, that kind of bullshit, right? Because Zhai Hoon didn't find anything. He was just told. <laughs> That's the, oh, man. <laughs> oh, shit. So, yeah, there's a lot happening here, right? We we first kind of have this incident, um, goes a little south, right? Then we jump four years into the future, right? And that's where the film really kind of goes into it. And, you know, we we have the prosecutor, Ji-Hoon, who's on a mission, right? Very much into the law. Right, doing things by the book because he believes that you know the book will help the law prevail. Right? Don't lie, don't cheat. If we can't do it lawfully, then we don't deserve to get it. That's his philosophy, and I think that at its core, the film is trying to look at that grey line. You know what I mean? About what is right, what is wrong. And then what's the shit in between, you know? Um, But obviously, right, stuff ain't always going to go well if you're not willing to bend things slightly. You know, be a willow. You know what I mean? Just roll with the wind a little. Now, obviously, you, you know, you're not looking to do mad illegal things. But, yeah, sometimes... The law don't work. You feel me? Um, and yeah, Jai Hoon finds that out. He finds it out. He gets sent on. Well, he gets put into purgatory. And then there's the chance to redeem himself. So he goes, you know, to work with this Black... Well, not really work with the Black hawk theme. He goes to do an audit, Right? That's where he's gone to And it then just all goes a little south All goes a little south Now, it is an action film So there's a lot There's chases There's, you know, chases on foot Chases in vehicles There's gunfights You know what I mean? Like fistfights There's a bit of everything here Right, it is long, right? It is a long film, it is just over two hours, just over two hours, people. And you do, I do feel you notice the length, right? Because there are periods where, well, there's stuff that happens that you do kind of think to yourself, "Mm, did we need this here? Did we need it? Oh no, right. Um, and other things felt like it's drawn out or it's kind of a duplication of something we've already seen, right, that happens Um, so yeah, it, it, it's one of those, right, I think one of the big things, because you know it's not necessarily the worst story in the world no, not by any means, you know there's a lot of intrigue and all of that. It's no Tinker Tailor Soldier Son, but you know it does its thing. But we do get a lot of stuff where it's just like, why wouldn't you just tell someone the truth in that situation, right? Or give someone the facts because they didn't really see, seem to be, uh, you know, what I mean a um. Ugh, a reasonable outcome for keeping someone in the dark, right? It all seemed a little, ugh. you know, w- there are those things where someone mentioned something and you know it's going to come back later in the film, right? It, it, it wasn't exactly signed, but you know, it wasn't uh, hidden. These kind of things is pretty much like glaring that this will be a factor later. You know what I mean? Because otherwise, why? Why have that there? You know, the the gunfights. It is that thing. You know, like I I feel I've mentioned this numerous times, but Commando. Remember that Schwarzenegger film? And he's walking along the lawn, just him and his guns, facing a mini motherfucking army, and none of those motherfuckers can hit him. None of them. Right? we That's what a lot of the, the fights are. You know, you've got all these people shooting. Only the good guys are you know, landing kill shots. And <laughs> you're just like okay. <laughs> right? There, there can't be that many bad shots. Right? And there's so many people shooting. At least one must hit a good guy. That's, that's what you do feel, right? So we get a lot of that, which, you know, you do roll your eyes, right? And even with Jong-Hu, you know, who's all about the law and everything like that. They, like, when he goes to do this audit, there's a lot of like, oh, wait, what are you doing? And oh, you can't do that. And you're just like, yo, it's a grown dude who's been working, you know, as a lawyer. For all these years, you're going to understand certain things. You're going to know people do certain like I. you kind of think to yourself, wait, you wouldn't be shocked. You'd know that's a thing, right? You'd know that. You might be like, oh, I don't believe in that. But you know it happens. There's no shock about that. And then also with all the people that you've had to let go, right, you know, oh, with some people, you ain't going to get them in this way. You you know that. So, yeah, some of this shock or hesitance, it ju- it, it felt a little bit forced, right? Felt a little bit forced. I, feel, I kind of figured there's other ways of um, showing this stuff, you know? Like, The camera work was decent, you know. Uh, Most of the fights were pretty fun, you know. Sometimes it did get a little silly, right? And and it's I think sometimes with these films, like they would have worked in the eighties, boom, in the eighties, you know, like they'd fit in with the Bruce Lee films and all that kind of thing. But now we know, now that was seventies, right? Seventies, hmm. Maybe early eighties, I forget. Anyway, now we see UFC right and fights, and it, it, it's like you're not kneeing someone in the face, and then they're getting up and they're being mad coherent to be able to fight. Or like we know that that should don't happen, right? So sometimes we see these fight scenes, and you're just like, yeah, that that's not a thing. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I I think if you want an action film, right, you're into your kind of um, spy things, you like um, Asian, you know, Asian fare, right, the the way those films are structured and everything like that, then, you know, this could speak to you. You're going to have to make sure you put aside, you know, two hours of your time (laughs) but yeah maybe yaksha ruthless operations is gonna be your ticket it's definitely not the worst it's not quite the best you know but yeah it does its thing so if you're looking for a foreign spy film yeah there are subtitles it's it's mostly dubbed and it is one where they don't always pick the best people you know what i mean it's like you you know when you watch anime and it'd be like hey Pa, you should do this and then the girl's like who oh no i can't believe that and you're just like yo where they get these voice people what's going on there is some of that here um and then there's other bits where there's just all these subtitles which is a little frustrating Um, But it wasn't too much And I just kind of ignored them You could kind of guess what was happening But yeah, some subtitles people um, But yeah, Yaksha, Ruthless Operations is now on Netflix Okay people, so up next, we have a new Netflix joint, another Netflix joint. It is time for Metal Lords. Okay, so I decided to check out Metal Lords, I and mean, mainly I was looking for a shorter film, <laughs> and I saw I was like, you know what? Fine, I'll give it a look. Right? So it is the new film from Peter Sollett, and it is written by D.B. Wises. Wises? Wises? Wizz? I feel it's part of um the Netflix deal that, uh, you know, himself and uh, the other dude. Ugh. You know the other dude. <laughs> Fuck, I forget his name. But yeah, I mean, it's part of the deal they signed. To go to Netflix. I feel it's one of them films. Right. Um, So, yes. It is produced now by... uh, Wises, Greg Shapiro. Um, It is executive produced by Robin Malkali-Fischella. Uh, Bernadette Cafield David Beanoff. Yes, that's that's his working partner, David Bienoff. Right. And he executive produced, it's co produced by James Moran and Andrea Troyer. Music was handled by Ramin Darwaji. Cinematography was Annette Halmigic the editing was Steve Edwards Casting was Richard Hicks Production design is Tyler B. Robinson um, Art was Sean Roney uh, Set decoration, Catherine Isms. Costume design, Aaron Aldridge-Or um, Makeup and all that jazz We have Michelle Staninoff Stephanie June Johnson, Laura Hill, Gary Archer, Claire Amadea, Michelle Storinoff, Anne Celery, Autumn Saunders, Margarita Pigeon, Eva Lush, Terry Lodge, and Sarah Buchers. And our cast. Well... We have got Hunter played by Adrian Greensmith, Kevin played by Jaden Martell, Emily played by Isis Hainsworth, um, there's Clay played by Noah Yuri Dr. Sylvester played by Brett Gellerman, um. Kendall played by Annalisa Fisher. Lisa played by Michelle Michel. Lisa played by Michelle Miao. Um Skip Felon Davis. Tim played by Austin Hunuk. Dr. Troy Nix, played by Joe Manganiello. Um, Teddy played, uh, Teddy Van E plays Molly Coddle's drummer. Aaron Nagapan plays Molly Coddle's bassist. And Kieran Thomas plays Molly Coddle's keyboardist. So, um, Dean Swanson is played by Sufi Bradshaw. Um, yeah, I would say that is, um, oh, Dre Slayman, she plays the rehab receptionist, and yeah, that that's our kind of core group, okay, so, um, the gist of the film, that is, the only two kids who care about heavy metal in their high school want to form a heavy metal band, but fail to find a bass player. They do, however, find a girl adept at cello. If these three can settle their differences, work together and stay out of trouble, they could win the upcoming battle of the bands. Hmm. Not really the film, right? Right. Not really the film It's uh, Yeah I know man Um, Because you know Hunter is the real metal fan And It kind of feels that Kevin is Going along with it because he He wants a friend right And because you know Hunter is the one going hey Here's a list I want you to listen to All of these bands Right so it's not just Kevin exploring the genre and finding out, oh, I like this. And, yeah, these are the people I like. It is, you know, being schooled in it. So, yeah, I would say Hunter is the real fan. Kevin is on the journey, as it were. Because we're introduced to to the film and we have, we see a marching band and we've got Kevin but then we see him in front of an actual drum kit rather than just playing the, you know, drum, right? Um, he can't read music, but that's not a big thing because there's a lot of people, musicians, that don't actually read the music and can get the feel of it, you know? So that's not really a thing. But yeah, it's just these two. Trying to deal with all the pitfalls of school Right They're they're, they're picked on and bullied By other kids You know it's one of those situations But There is this battle of the bands And I think Previous winners have Been Idolised or gone on to things So Hunter really wants To enter But it's funny because at the start of the Film right kevin isn't <laughs> oh man i thought i was gonna sneeze I, I was gonna sneeze woo! but yeah at the beginning kevin isn't a great drama. right and i think one of the big things with this film is time frame because we don't really get an established time frame like oh Is this all happening over the space of a few months? Is it, you know, a year? Like, what's what's the frame? Because if it's a year, you could go, okay, yeah, I could see the guy becoming a a lot better drummer. Still not going to be the best, but yeah, you're going to, you know, if you're practicing all the time, you're going to go in leaps and bounds, right? But if it's a few months yeah, is never going to become a huge, great, like, that's ridiculous, you know what I mean, um, and also I think the time frame would help with other situations, right, now the thing here is, it's an, like, it's an okay film, right, it's not For me, it didn't feel like it was treading any new ground or saying anything profound with the story. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, you know, sometimes people, they make films and it's kind of similar to something else, but they're dropping something in that you're like, yo, that's an interesting look at that. Or, oh, yeah, no, I like what you're saying here. But it's not really doing that. Right. I think it's trying to show friendship and love, but I think it's all very base level because we don't really get what's bringing them together as friends or why Kevin sticks around. You know, it's just like, but he's my best friend. So I got to, like, that's it. But it's just like, okay, but why? You know what I mean? Like, why? What, what else is going here? You know, obviously, you know, we can see that there's stuff going on in Hunter's home life, right? His parents are divorced. He, he's arguing with his dad. He's trying to be revenge. Just all of that kind of stuff. But it just doesn't really explore the things that might push them to do what they're doing, you know? And I think that's an interesting one right why do you find solace in metal music right why do you want to rebel against it like just give us that something um emily you know she's got i don't know if they actually say what it is but she's got a um Uh, it's not ADHD, but she's got something, she's on medication to try and deal with it. Now, Kevin's also on medication, right? But that seems a very throwaway piece. Because when he's talking to Emily, he's like, oh yeah, no, I'm I'm on medication too, but you don't really know why, (laughs) you know what I mean? But the Emily thing, its again, it's something that we see a shout at a teacher at the very beginning, And then we see her do something, you know, towards the end, but it's never really addressed. You know, we have her crying at one point, going, I don't know why I feel like this. But that's as far as you get, right? And I'm thinking you could have said something about that, right? Because there's probably a load of kids, you know, dealing with certain shit. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, that happens to me oh, that's why, or boom, bum boom, boom. Now, I'm not saying it has to be a tutorial, but I think going a little bit deeper in some of these things helps you get closer to the characters, helps you care about the characters, because I didn't really give a fuck about any of these people. You know what I mean? There was just not enough for me to be like, yo, okay, Right? The the whole relationship between Emily and Kevin was odd as fuck. Right? The way it started. Because it's just like, I honestly do not believe that's going to be the first question. The first question is dates. Right? I don't think they're jumping to the other thing. Yeah, it was a bit like, really? Is that what we're really doing? You know what I mean? It, It was just... Yeah, I don't know, man, I don't know, it felt a little odd, but they didn't, I didn't really feel there was chemistry between any of them, really, you know, it is, look, they dressed people up in a way to fit the roles, but I didn't really Feel that people were inhabiting those roles and it's not saying the acting was bad but I just don't think there was enough given to them to, to give us this fully flesh persona you know what I mean That that's, that's what it felt like for me anyway um, they do reference School of Rock a lot of times you know but I think School of Rock had a little more heart, right? There was a little more reason to care about the characters. But yeah, this one, you just like, oh, they want to do this battle of the bands, right? That's a big thing. But yeah, they're not a great band. So it seemed an odd one. And then to be like, oh, and we'll win it. And you'll be like, but you're not a great band. Like, what's happening here? (laughs) And then the other band... Right, Molly Cuddle, Cuddle. They're just doing covers. I kind of feel Battle of the Band is original content, not covered. I might be wrong because obviously I don't, I ain't been to a Battle of the Band. I don't know. But yeah, it just seemed an odd one that they were just doing straight covers. You know, it just. Yeah, it was weird. So you have other things in the film like bullying and arguments, but every single issue gets resolved real easy. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, oh, yeah, that shouldn't okay, yeah, now we're friends. And you're just like all of these things, and you're like, What? Yeah, I mean, that's is way too easy to get around these things and to, you know. it's just like yo this ain't school like what are we doing that don't happen at school son come on man um and they're the only metal band right so they're doing this thing at battle of the bands the reaction of the crowd that was like hmm that's interesting, that doesn't mesh with anything we've seen in the film, you know what I mean? It was an odd one. And then, this whole love triangle thing that they tried to put in there, made no sense. Because you, like, the way the character is presented, you wouldn't believe it. Yeah, I mean, you kind of feel that, okay, no, because you've shown them in a way that we don't buy that that would happen. You know what I mean? And then if it did happen, what happened? Like, it, it wasn't good. You know what I mean? You can't give yourself a pat on the back for letting it go that long. You know what I mean? Shit happened, right? So there's no, yeah, I did the right thing. If you're like, no, you still did a little grimy. Right, you, you, if nothing was forced on you, right? Yeah, it was that was an odd. There was a few odd scenes here that don't really make any sense. Like the the doctor at rehab, Again, it was all a bit like, huh? You're not going to push on the questions. You're just going to take someone's word because what was said wasn't necessarily the whole truth. <laughs> You know what I mean? It was, I don't know, it was an odd. I feel it's one of those films that little kids will be fine with. You know what I mean? But I think the older you get, the more you're going to question some of the shit that you see. So, yeah, it, it, it it's all about age range with this film, I feel. You know? But it's on Netflix, so you can dip in, see what you think, So, yeah, there's Metal Lords, people. Okay, so now, people, we jump over to Amazon Prime for all the old knives. Okay, so we have a new espionage piece hitting Amazon Prime. It is called... All the old knives, which is it's an interesting one, right? I remember when I first heard about it, I thought, "Wait, is that the name of the new Knives Out sequel?" But no, it's something completely different. People, okay, so it is directed by Janus um, Metz Pedersen, and it is written by. Olin Steinhua, who is adapting his own novel, which, you know, has the same name and dropped in 2015, okay, so it is produced by Matt Jackson, um, Steve Schwartz, Nick Weisler, and Paula May Schwartz, it's do, 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 executive produced by Neil Berger, Kate Churchill, Drew Commons, um, Zev Foreman, Matt Gordon, Richard Hewitt, Joanne Lee, Chris Pine, um, co-produced by Roger Schwartz, uh, we also got Gail Egan um, As a producer actually And it's co-produced by Oh yeah we did that Line produced by Kelly Sims um, The music is from John Ekstrand And Rebecca Carl Gord Cinematography is Charlotte Bruce Christensen it's edited by Mark Eckersley and Pierre Sandholt. Casting was Gina J. Production design, Marcus Rowland. Art um, direction is Victoria Allwood, Grant Bailey, and Michael E. Goldman. Uh, our cast, well... Well, 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 we have got um, Chris Pine. He plays Henry Pelham. Uh, we got Van Newton. She plays Celia Harrison. Lawrence Fishburne plays Vic Wallinger. Jonathan Price is Bill Compton. Uh, we've got Ah Ahad as Layla. Um, there's Ernest Poll played by John Joe O'Neill. Um, Owen Lassiter played by David Dawson. Um, who else of oh, note? Is there uh, I guess we got um, Celia's kids, right? Evan and Ginny, played by Oscar Coleman and Callie Gale. Um, her husband, Freddie, played by Joshua Lacey. Um, Gala Gordon plays a waitress. Dar Dash plays a bartender. Um, Michael Shafir plays Treble. Uh, Faton Gobeshi plays Bezlan Adeliev. Um, Omar Samatar Ali is played by Mo Idris. Taha is played by Karina Weidman. Um, Ilias Shoshani is played by Orly Shuka. Um, yeah, I think that's like the main group of people, as it were. Okay, so the gist of the piece is... All all the Old Knives is a modern-day espionage thriller that follows Henry as he investigates Celia, a past flame from their days as CIA intelligence officers in Vienna, who is now under suspicion of having been a double agent. Using flashbacks to weave together multiple timelines all the old knives peels back to layers of their past romance and exposes the truth behind a devastating terrorist attack they were unable to stop <sighs> yes there you go there you go people so if you like your espionage pieces this could be for you you know so we open up right Uh, With this whole thing in Vienna and the terrorist attack on the plane. So we kind of open up with a little bit of information on that. And um, then we see it kind of all go to hell. Um, Celia leaves and we have. um, Oh, my gosh, we have Henry. Henry. (laughs) <laughs> right, we have Henry chasing after her, and then at that point, it jumps eight years forward. Right, eight years forward, and he's talking to uh, Fishburne's character, and they're uh, like, you know, looking to open up the investigation because new evidence has come to light. Right, so it's like, oh, what could be happening here? now i have to say a really good thing about this was um because there is some subtitles right because they're talking in uh i think like there's arabic and russian i think i feel there was something else but i forget but huge subtitles huge subtitles which is great now Actually, that might just have been the way I set it up. <laughs> it might just be me. Um, <laughs> but just the option that they turn up, because they don't always. They don't always. So I thought that was great. Now, some stuff, not so great. Like the eight years, you know, the little thing that goes eight years later. That's tiny. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you just be like, yo, what are you doing, man? Uh, but this is a very slick film. Very it looks fantastic. The cinematography is <laughs> so great. Like in the restaurant, right? We we have the like the sun setting and just the way they set up the scenes. It oh man, it looks very good. Looks very good. Just all of the other stuff as well. They we have some great camera work. You know, what I mean, focusing on people and just all of that kind of thing. Yeah, it, it, it's a slick film. It really is. Um, and it's in. It is interesting, right? The acting is great. Really good, solid acting. I do think, though, for me, I didn't really feel the. Chemistry a lot of the times between Cecilia and Henry, right? I think there was a moment at the end, which then you really kind of see, you know, Cecilia's faults, right? And I thought that was, you know, Newton. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) come on, man, Newton kills it all the time, right? So there was that which was impressive but yeah the the real kind of the relationship you know that that sort of chemistry I I just didn't really I don't know man I, I wasn't really feeling it you know wasn't really feeling that like the story I could see what they're doing right I could see what they're trying to do with the story and I do like that sort of Onion story, you know what I mean? Where you're just peeling off these layers and new kind of revelations are there. And it's just like, yo, what? Oh, shit. But I kind of could see where this was going, right? I think mean, that's the only problem. You could, yeah, I mean, you could see what was happening. Um, and especially like in the the end sequence, right? When that all starts to unfold, there was just certain things that happen, right? With the why, like just all these things, and you'd be like, Yeah, that's not happening like that, just by ch-. you know what I mean? It's just like obviously that there's there's this thing going on. Right, and and that was the only, you know, that was a bit of a shame because it's kind of framed like a Tinker Taylor soldier spy, and Tinker Taylor. I mean, John LeCarrie. I f- I always say John LeCarrie. I've heard it pronounced other ways, but fuck other people, it's John lacarry So you know, I mean, I. I'm a huge fan of those books, right? The Jeweled Smiley, it's kind of a trilogy, right? It kind of features in a slightly few more, but only in slight references and other things. So I'm going to say trilogy. Love, those books are great, right? And the Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy film, ooh. I mean, the TV series was decent. The film was fantastic. Fantastic. And and that one, man, like everything. You you felt the intrigue, like the connections, the relation, just all of that really worked so well. And maybe I'm judging this too harshly compared to that. But that's my barometer for this sort of film, you know. And um, yeah, it didn't quite hit like that didn't quite hit like that because I felt in Tinker you couldn't necessarily see where it was going and as I said in this one you could plus when all is said and done right when all is said and done you you look at it and you be like okay but if that's the case why was it not mentioned right like you couldn't really I felt you couldn't really see why it would be a secret right why these things are secret and they wouldn't be told that was the big thing here because you know we learn some things which then if that's the case Then the character knows that's the case, which then means there's no reason not to talk, right? Because, yeah, I mean, I can't really say too much without giving anything away. But, yeah, that was a little bit baffling, right? Because you're just like, yo, that, it doesn't, it it doesn't really make any sense why you wouldn't, you know, be like, yo, this be the deal, Right, that and that was the one thing that I was just like I couldn't quite coalesce. You know, I'm just like, oh. I mean, you people are spooks. Like you, you, you know the deal. You know your way around these things. You know that that's a bit odd. So yeah, that that was the thing. But as I said, look, it's very well put together. It looks great. So, if you like spy films, then, yeah, you, you possibly will enjoy it. If you like the book, possibly will enjoy it. Now, because, as I said, look, I am going off Le Carre stuff. Because, you know, that, that's my, some of my favorite espionage shit, you know? But if you haven't read Le Carre, then, uh, yeah, this, this is going to hit differently for you. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I would be like, listen, I, I compared to Tinker, it's not there, but not to say it's a bad film, you know, but if you haven't watched Tinker, you don't have the barometer, right? So you can really just throw yourself into this. So, yeah, I, I kind of feel it depends how you're, where you're coming from with the film, but yeah, Cinematography, the direction You know, the acting All Very motherfucking solid Right? But uh, yeah It's on Prime So that means, yo, it's, if you Remember, oh man You can just dip in and Take a look, right? So There you go, all the old Knives, it's on a Prime Video Right now Okay, people, let's bring it home with this one. It took a while. It took a while, people. We finally got there. It is time for Spider-Man No Way Home. (laughs) Well, people, finally. I've been saying it for a while, but I finally got around to watching Spider-Man No Way Home. And... Boy, (laughs) yo, you know what I mean? Like, the worry is because it's been so long, right? It's been so long. So you've heard everyone talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, everyone has something to say. So it's just like, oh, shit. Is this going to live up to everything I've heard? right, because now it's built and built and built, you worry, but, yo, this was so fucking good, oh my god, it was so good, and I, you know I mean, at the beginning, I was a bit like, hmm, am I gonna dig it, am I gonna dig it, it's a little happy, I dug it, I motherfucking dug it, people, yo. (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, like the previous two, this one is directed by the man, John Watts. So Chris McKenna and Eric Sommers handle the screen pay duties. And of course, Spider-Man is based on Stan Lee and Steve Ditko's comics from back in the, the, the day. You know what I mean, created the character and the, all you know the foundation, all the great stories that we know and we love. So it is produced by Amy Pascal, Kevin Feige, Feig. I don't know how you say his name. F e i g e Feig, Kevin Feig. Uh It's like, how do you say that? I don't know. But whatever it is, he's the motherfucking man, right? He's the architect. You know what I mean? Um, it is executive produced by Matt Tolomash, uh, Joanne Peritano, uh, Rachel O'Connor, Louise D'Espicchitio, uh, Avi Arad and Victoria Alonso, co-produced by Mitchell Bell, Chris Boniorio. um, Yeah. <laughs> and with a little associate producing from... Emily Fong, and David H. Hos Jr. Music was Michael Chiacchiano. Uh, cinematography was Morrow Fiore. It's edited by Lee Folsom Boyd and Jeffrey Ford. Casting was Sarah Finn. Um, Production design is Darren Gifford, art direction and all that was Clint Wallace, Brian Stultz, David Scott, Ali Safadari, Christian Maloney, Francis Lynn Hernandez, Orkson Besarov, Samantha Avilia, And Lauren Abinus. Uh, Set direction, Rosemary Brandenburg. And Emmanuel Hoosley. Costume design, Sanja Milovich-Hayes. So, yeah, that's the main group of people. And our cast, well, I mean, you know who's in it, Right. Right, people? So, we have got Tom Holland back as Peter Parker Spider-Man. We have Zendaya as MJ. Now, obviously, right, I knew it wasn't Mary Jane. Well, I think I knew it wasn't Mary Jane. Well, I knew it was a new take on a character, obviously. I think, I don't know, because my memory sucks like a motherfucker, right? So, I don't know, but in this film, it's like, oh, it's Melissa Jones. I was like, did I know that? I don't know. But I was like, interesting. Anyway, you probably didn't need to know that. Um, We've got Jacob uh, Batalon. As Ned Leeds uh, we have got John Favreau as Happy Hogan. I mean, oh, Fav taking time out from his Mandalorian and other Star Wars duties. We've got uh, Marissa Tomei as May Parker, um, Tony Revolori as Flash Thompson. We've got Benedict Wong as Wong. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbunch as Doctor Strange. Um, Yeah. I mean, listen, I think most people know, right? Uh, a lot of our guest stars up in the place. Um, There's also... Angori Rice, she's Betty Brandt. Um, Paula Newsom is the MIT Assistant Vice Chandler. All right. Hannibal Burris is in there as Coach Wilson. Uh, JB Smooth is Mr. Dell. Martin Starr, Mr. Harrington. J.K. Simmons does his thing as J. Jonah Jameson, right? And uh, yeah, there is. I mean, there's a, a lot of other people, right? So um, Ned's mum, Aunt Lola, is played by Mary Rivera. Um, I mean, you know. So, yeah, let, let's give motherfuckers a shout. Toby Maguire, he's back. Andrew Garfield, he's back. We've got William Dafoe, Norman Osborn. Alfred Molina as Dr. Otto Octavius. <laughs> Jamie Foxx as Max Dillon, a.k.a. Electro. You know what I mean? It was... Uh... Yeah... You know what I mean? Oh, shit. It was fire, right? Reese fans, Dr. Kurt Connors, right? It was pretty fire. Thomas Hayden Church, Flint Marco, you know what I mean? It, It was great, people. It was great. Man. And the gist... The gist of the piece, Peter Parker's secret identity is revealed to the entire world. Desperate for help, Peter turns to Doctor Strange to make the world forget that he is Spider-Man. The spell goes horribly wrong and shatters the multiverse, bringing monstrous villains that could destroy the world. (laughs) So, right? To, with Spider Man, I did something I haven't done before. Yeah, I rented this through Apple. I, I, I you know, it's, if it's not the cinema, you know what I mean. I'm it. it it's waiting for some, even waiting for something to come on. You know, one of our st- many streaming platforms, or it's a screener. That's usually how I uh, I do this. But yeah, I was a bit like, "All right, let me uh, let me try this renting thing." Obviously, as well, because it was cheaper than going to the cinema. <laughs> you know what I mean, and um, yeah, it, it's just trying to find screenings and all of that jazz. So yeah, that's what I did. I rented it, rented it, had a whale of a time. It was yeah, very enjoyable, you know. And I can sit as close to the fucking screen as I like. So it was all right. It was all right. Obviously, on a big screen, you know, the sound effects and everything like that. Like a film like this, that's it shines on the big screen, obviously. But I still enjoyed it, man. Still enjoyed it. So the big thing was, right, after the way she, um, the last one, I forget what the last one is, uh, what the tagline is on the last one, right? Far from home? I mean, yeah, I think that's the last one, right? Far from home. I think, yes, obviously. Um, Because you had the whole mysterious, this mysterio thing. Yeah, I mean, it just ended with that video with the, and, Spider-Man's real identity is Peter Parker. And you were just like, wait, what? What? You know what I mean? That was crazy. When they dropped that shit, you were just like, yo, what the fuck is going to happen? So this one, it opens up kind of with playing through that sequence. You know what I mean? Like the news is showing, well, when I don't say the news. It's that motherfucker, Jay Jonah. Right, he's showing that footage. He's oh, he's, he's in my fucking heaven, you know what I mean. And, and so we get that, and then it's what's gonna happen. And they play, you know, because it's just like, well, how are they gonna play it? And it played out, right? It, it, you think, oh, shit, that will make sense, right? That will make sense, you know, people flock in. And obviously, you know, it's Peter Parker. That means, you know, he goes to school. You know, the people he hangs with. And that's what happened. You know what I mean? The police, all this shit goes down. And it's like, ooh, okay, okay. But he's got his little crew, you know, MJ, Ned, There is people's, so you know, I mean, it was them pulling together and everything like that. So, all of this, you know, you're watching, it's just like, yeah, this makes sense. You know, we have a little, we have some drama with May, um, thrown in, but it's starting on this, it's kind of upbeat, even though. You know what I mean? The world now now knows who Spider-Man is, but it's starting on this kind of upbeat tone, right? And so you're watching and it's just like, okay, where are they going with this, though? How are they going to rectify this? And we have, um, you know, him visit Doctor Strange, right? Visit Doctor Strange. And, like, that whole interaction... That that was kind of fun because you know it, you, you kind of remember Endgame and just Peter Man, like he's always in awe of these people, and so he, he talks to them in a certain way. So you have all of this, but you know, strange, just all of that, man. It, it was fun, it made sense, and then it goes to shit, right? And even that that makes sense, right, because it's like, help me do this thing, oh, wait, hold on, could we do, oh, can we do, can we do, you know, it it, is something that, obviously, Peter would do, you know I mean, so it all fits in within the character, it's just like, yo, it's not doing things that you're just like, hold on, why would that happen, like, wait, that's some silly, you know I mean, so, that was all fire. And it's like the introduction of these old villains and everything. <laughs> uh, it was so fun to see everyone. Right? It was so fun to see everyone. And the and the real kind of great thing was. When we have these villains, because I think you know having these people in in the film world and everything like that, you know, costumes get changed, looks updated, but we do kind of get a throwback with everyone. You know what I mean? Like the Goblin and the, the, like Electro, like we get. Like these kind of old school looks on them. And that was, man, that was a visual treat, right? That was a visual treat. But all of these interactions, everything that went down, you did buy it, right? You bought it. And, but you had interesting little things thrown in, like the whole Doc Ock thing, right? The whole chip thing. And just, and you're just like, Oh, that's yeah. That would make sense, right? That would make sense. And and so you have these interesting threads. You know what I mean? Like the, everything's going to hell, but you have these interesting threads and everything interweaving to create this story. And just as it's getting to a point, suddenly we get these new things drawn into the mix. You know, it it's these old Spider Man films. You know, what I mean, it feels like it was a long ass time ago, right? They had Spider Man, the Tobey Maguire ones, you know, <laughs> they, and they do throw in a reference to Spider Man 3, you know. What I mean? but we get these reference points but when you you know what i mean because you i think you still remember those films you know what i mean they still got that warm space in your heart and all the characters man they they were still those characters you know what i mean like norman Right, just that whole schizophrenia kind of vibe he has and just that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. How, how come on, man, that just worked, right? That just worked and, and it was believable. I think you were expecting, but even with that, the way it all plays out, so satisfying right so satisfying so so satisfying you know just the the the, the chemistry between holland mcguire and garfield <laughs> that was fantastic it was fantastic you know it was so believable you know what i mean just like hey hey Don't say that about yourself. You're amazing. (laughs) You know what I mean? There was just a lot of these little throwaway... Well, it felt like... If you don't know, it's little throwaway lines. But it's little callbacks, right? There was so many of these little callbacks to past films, past interactions, right? Uh, It was just that... Oh, man. That moment when um Garfield does the thing right I did, I did, was the end you felt that shit because you saw the relief right the fact that it's just like oh I was able to do this you know what I mean like I, I had I wasn't able to do it back then but just doing this kind of mitigates that right you, you could see that. And it wasn't vocalized. It was all visual. And it's crazy, right? And I will say, you know, as I said, look, the film, it starts off in a kind of upbeat kind of vibe. But when the film turns, oh shit, the film turns, and there is two, maybe three moments in this film where Oh, you get hit hard. You get hit hard. And like the emotional rack that you were on. You're just like, no. What the? Oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. Please don't do that. And it's just like, oh, it's guy, like, you it felt like Iron Man all over again. <laughs> you know what I mean? You felt, oh, shit, like, I love you 3000. You know what I mean? It, 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 I, we had those moments, man. We had those moments. Yo, No Way Home is so good. So good. I loved it so much, right? Just the way Peter ends it in the shop. You know what I mean? You're just like because you understand. You understand, right? Like he goes with the intention, but you understand why it, it goes the way it goes. But it's just oh boy. And the 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 setup into Doctor Strange. I I people, if you had no interest. No interest, you know what I mean, in the the, the Doctor Strange sequel going into Spider Man. After Spider Man, you, you there's no way that you ain't about it, about it. You know what I mean? There's no way, right? But it's just everything that happens in Strange, it in Spidey, just signpost you to that film, and then the last end credit, because we have the the end credit that kind of hints at a little crossover in the Sony universe, which I don't know how much I'm down, like, I I, you know, listen, don't get me wrong, I will watch it because these Spider-Man films have been dope, but I don't really, I didn't really care for the other ones. So, you know, if it didn't happen, I don't care. But, hey, I'm always coming back for Spidey, man. But we had that. And then there was the Doctor Strange end credit, which just has the juices simmering, man. You just watch that and you're just like, Oh, <laughs> oh! I am already, I am already to see this because we have opened up so many doors, so many doors. Like the interesting ways that the the MCU can go from here is, <sighs> you know what I mean. It, it, it's just wide open, man, it is wide open, but Spider-Man, it, it has a little something of everything, right, great action sequences, the fights, the kinetic energy, and all of that, we have some cameos, you know what I mean, like, at the very beginning, like, right? how did you do that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just great. And then it's just the the acting was was fantastic. Right. But like at the core, it's about these friendships. It's about these friendships. And you know, what I mean? that moral struggle of what's the right thing to do. You know what I mean? Like when a situation, I mean, because it's easy to play certain situations and, and you know, what I mean, just go, oh no, I'm always this. But we live in so many things with gray areas, you know? And, and this was that, right? It, it's just like, yes, you could look at it in the way strange was at the start. But it says, like, is that the right way? You know, it kind of. It's not about it, right? But there's some parallels to, you know, prison reforms and, and all of that kind of thing, rehabilitation, right? Do we, re, 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 do we rehabilitate? Or do we just lock people up, right? What's the thing you do? And I thought it was interesting, right? Interesting, especially after everything that happened with Peter. You know, the, the, the fact that he's still on this journey and the other Peters, because they've all had, you know, these things that go down. So it's just watching, watching this and, and the way they tell the story, the way it all unfolds. It's fantastic. And, you know, like it's whew, an hour. No, it, it's, it's like um Two hours and 28 minutes, right? Didn't, didn't drag. Didn't drag. You know what I mean? I enjoyed every friggin' minute of this film, people. Enjoyed every friggin' minute. So, you know what I mean? I, I will say, if you haven't watched Spider-Man, You need to watch Spider-Man. You need to do it. And especially before Doctor Strange hits because, oh, there's a lot here. It's a lot here, people. And, hey, if you've enjoyed all the other Marvel shit, you are definitely going to enjoy this. You know, John Watts and everyone bring it. Right? They do not let you down with this trilogy. It's Fantastic! So, people, check it out, man. Check it out. You know what I mean? It was like, what, £4.99? I watched it through Apple. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. So, people, Spider-Man No Way Home finally did it. And, boy, it did not disappoint. So, yeah, do your thing. Check it out. Have okay people so we've hit that time we are drawing to a close on another episode but before we bounce let's take a look at what's happening in the world of films all right so we knew it was coming um and we knew that um Sheet. What's his name? Jack Harlow was taking up Woody Harrelson's role, right? But we now find out that Sinkwa Walls will be um, reprising the role... Reprising? No. He will be taking the role that Wesley Snipes held in the remake of White Men Can't Jump. Right? So Ron Shelton is... Um, No, who's directing this new one? Fuck. Oh, uh, it's Kalmatic. Kalmatic, yes. He's directing it. Yeah, Kenya Barris wrote the script. So yeah, white man can't jump. It is happening. <laughs> uh something else that's happening is a an, you know a third installment of the magic Mike franchise um newton won't be back uh she's had to drop out and in her place steps selma hayek okay so um yes some in some other news people uh jordan ross has a new film coming called the tutor Right. It's been written by Ryan King, follows a professional tutor who, after being given an unexpected assignment at a remote manner, finds himself battling the obsessions of his disturbed student, which threatens to expose his darkest secrets and unravel a carefully crafted persona. The film will be starring Garrett Hudlin, Hud hud yeah Garrett Hudland Noah Schnapp Victoria Justice Johnny Weston and Terina Baker um also people the Barbie film has added um a a slew of new people to the already jam-packed cast right we already had Margaret Robbie as Barbie, Ryan Gosling as Ken. There's America Ferreira, Simu Liu, Kate McKinney, and Will Farrell, right? But now we have Harry Neff, Isa Ray, Michael Sarah. um yeah, they've all joined the uh, they've all joined the cast with Kinsley Ben Adira, um, we got Emerald Fennel, uh, Ria Perlman, Nukuti Getwa, Sharon Rooney, Scott Evans, Anya Cruz, Kayan, uh, Connor Swindells. Ritu Arya and Jamie Demetori, right? So, yeah, it's a fat cast and it is being um, directed by Greta Gerwig who co-wrote the script with Noah Baumbach. So, um, that's the thing that's got me intrigued by this, right? Because I do like a Noah Baumbach film and um, Gerwig, she's also very good so I'm like huh you know what I mean um also right we we just covered Spider-Man and um you know as Sony had the rights to to the Spider-Man universe right they've got Craven the Hunter coming right and um yeah Levy Miller has just joined the cast of that film right no word on what role um they'll be playing you know But yeah it's added to aaron taylor johnson arena davos russell crowe alessandro nivola christopher abbott and fred henchinger so yeah got some big ass names up in the mix you know what i mean so we'll see what happens with uh we'll see what happens with that one right um so also what's going down right so over at netflix we've got damsels coming which is starring robin wright ray winston nick robinson brooke carter um shora ag, ag- Dash hulu millie bobby brown Angela Bassett, and right? it's uh being written by Dan Mazu, right? Um, Julian Carlos Fresadillo is directing it. Uh, it's about a dutiful damsel who agrees to marry a handsome prince, only to find the royal family, has recruited her as a sacrifice to a fire-breathing dragon in order to repay an ancient debt so uh yeah. I mean, that 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 cast is definitely filling out you know um we also have got the royal hotel which is starring jessica henwick hugo weaving julia garner right um kitty greens is uh behind the feature um which yeah she co-writes with oscar Redding. um yeah ghana and henwick are best friends backpacking in australia who take a live-in job in a remote mining towns pub when their behavior crosses a line, the pair find themselves, um, they find themselves trapped in an unnerving situation that grows rapidly out of control. Uh, we also have two and only, right, which is a new arena the boss vehicle right which is also executive producing uh it's written by jen rivas de Luce, right um yeah they're saying it is a bisexual Best friends wedding from a Latina point of view. Eh, we'll see what happens with that one. Okay, so um yeah, we also have right there's DC, they're, they're you know, they're um getting used by Warner to help HBO Max, right? And some of their characters are getting um, straight to HBO Max movies. Now, one such movie is The Wonder Twins, and we now know who will be playing Zan and Jaina, right? So, we've got um KJ Appa, he will be Zan, and Isabel May will be a Jaina, right? So, um, yeah. You know, they first started out in a cartoon series, right? And um, they can transform into any animal whilst, well, Jaina can perform, transform into any animal um, whilst Jan can change into water in any state. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. That's a bit of a whack power. But, hey, they make it work They make it work <laughs> uh, So, yeah we're, It'll be interesting to see how the fuck that works You know what I mean um, Adam Schnitzkull is a writing um, oh, no, he's making his directorial debut with this feature Okay, so, um, yeah he the script is from marty bowen and white godfrey so we'll see what goes down with that all right so cans i feel cans is happening slightly earlier this year i might be wrong right but yeah the 75th edition will be taking place in uh in may the 17th to the 28th to be precise now some of the films playing uh we got Les Amandines from Valeria Bruni Tedeschi Holy Spider from Ali Abassi Crimes of the Future from David Cronenberg Stars at Noon from Claire Dennis Frey, um Free et sua from Armad uh Tory and Lokita from Jean Pierre and Luc Dardin. Um, Is Armageddon time from James Gray? Close from Lucas not Broker from Hirokazu Koreda, um, RMN from Christian Mungui, Triangle of Sadness from Ruben Oslund, Showing Up from Kelly Reichstadt, Decision to Leave from Park Chan Wok, Nostalgia from Mario Mario Martone. Tisha Waski's wife from Krill Serbanikov, boy from heaven from Tariq Sala, Layla's brother from Syed Rostow, and Ed from Jersey Shomloski. Right there all the in-competition films. Obviously, there's a lot more people, but, uh, you know, go check the Cannes website for everything that is playing. And let's end with this, right? So, um, you know, we mentioned White Men Can't Jump at the start, but Woody Harrelson has a new film. Uh, He's starring in it with Kevin Hart, and it's called The Man from Toronto, right, and the feature has just been picked up by Netflix, so, uh, yeah, there you go, there you go, right, so, um, yeah, it was meant to, I mean, go to the cinema, but Netflix signed a deal with Sony, and, yeah, it's gonna, I think just debut on the platform, right? So the story revolves around a case of mistaken identity after the world's deadliest assassin known as the man from Toronto and a stranger run into each other at an Airbnb. Chaos soon follows as the assassin's world comes crashing down on um, the stranger, right? so uh yeah there you have it people they have it you know what i mean it was a, a fat episode Look, full films you know what i mean um yeah hope you enjoyed right um i think we're gonna drop a little something something early next week so stay tuned people because it will be a treat uh, until then enjoy your film watching And if you haven't seen it, Spider-Man, man. It was fire. All right, people. Peace.